I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. If you're new here, my name is Alex, and we are nearing the end of season five of this podcast, and I just want to let you guys know that I am reaching a point, not to complain, not to be a complainer, which I feel like sometimes I am, but I'm reaching a minor point of burnout when it comes to the podcast, and this is why I do it in seasons, is so that I can refresh myself, refresh the way that I you know, look at things, perspective, and how I can approach a topic to talk about it to the best of my abilities to you guys, which is also why this is my second time recording this podcast, which doesn't happen to me very often, but does happen sometimes where I record a podcast, I start editing it, and it's just so unbelievably shit. Like the way I explain it, I don't know, something's off with the way that I explain it that I literally just have to stop. And this is the most hectic time for me to do this because I procrastinated not actually procrastinated I had other things to do other work but I could only get to editing this podcast the day before it releases it's 5 p.m 6 p.m sorry I got 20 minutes into my episode and decided I hated it (laughs) so now I'm re-recording it and I recorded it last week so that's just a preface for like my mood and why this episode might be a little bit more concise and shorter because I want to get to the point of what I was trying to explain in this episode when I recorded it the first time but I just feel like I never like I was just repeating myself too much and it wasn't good so before we get into it don't forget to go and follow the podcast instagram account which is at between you and me pod you can also follow the tiktok at between you and me podcast but on instagram is where i interact the most with you guys and also where i leave spaces and areas and dms open so that you guys can ask me questions and then i can interact and talk about whatever subjects you want on the podcast as well but today specifically we are going to be talking about the concept of rejection when it comes to rejection what i feel like i want to focus on most And what we're going to eventually get to is the way that we perceive rejection. Because if you're anything like me, the idea of rejection brings about a lot of fear. I feel like the source of rejection almost is this element of you being afraid to lose something that you've put a lot of yourself into. And I have a feeling that a lot of people are probably clicking on this episode because they're relating the idea of rejection to love and how we can be rejected by the people we love and the people we hold closest and most dearest to us in our lives and that that feeling of rejection by the people that we love is the most painful which I'm gonna have to agree with it really is but the reason that I wanted to talk about this subject to begin with is because rejection goes way beyond just love And you can also fall into areas of your life where you're being rejected by things like, you know, elements in your career, 
um, areas where you want to succeed in getting into different schools, friendships, connections with people, social rejection. There is endless amount of areas in your life where you can be rejected. So considering the way that we think about rejection and adjusting how we perceive it in our lives can actually help us feel a little bit more accepting to the fact that maybe one day, chances are, we will experience rejection in our lifetimes. And most of us probably already have, which is why we are listening to this episode or why you're just interested in it to begin with. So I did do some research on rejection prior to like planning and recording this episode because There is an element of rejection that has a lot more to do with the human brain. And the interesting part about it is that the pain of rejection is actually closely related to physical pain in the way that our brains react to both. Unfortunately, I didn't get that deep into my research to know the hemispheres and the areas of the brain. I was just um, reading lightly on it. But the same neuropathways in the brain that are affected during physical pain is the same neuropathways that are also affected during rejection, which is why the pain between the both is registered by the brain very similarly. I feel like when it comes to rejection, we have two types of people in terms of how we handle rejection. You'll have, or I mean, there's three, but three is the ideal one. So I'm going to talk about the two ones that are not as ideal. We have the egoic kind of perception where you blame and put your frustrations and anger onto the situation person or whatever it is that has rejected you in this case you're taking all of your anger because of the pain that you are experiencing from this rejection and placing it onto whatever party rejected you whether that be a relationship the person that rejected you or the job that rejected you the school that rejected you the group of friends that rejected you you start to project all the pain that you're feeling inside and push it towards the people that have rejected you in whatever circumstance rather than looking at it in a different way in a way that is bringing about more positivity and growth which we're going to get into you take that anger and place it there because it is an easier way of handling pain the other type of person would take all of the anger all the frustration and turn it into regret and guilt and start feeling very down about themselves The worst part about that type of reaction is that it will start to affect your self-confidence and your self-esteem because you're taking a rejection that 100%, let me tell you guys this, is out of your control and then you're making it mean something about yourself. In this scenario, it's almost as if you had no power to begin with, but then you're acting as if you had the power to make that decision or you had the chance to change the outcome of what happened. But both of these are false because in this situation, no matter what type of rejection you're experiencing, this is the path, the way that your life was supposed to pan out. Whether you consider it a failure or not, whether it's something that you think you were doing very well in or not, you're still experiencing the same amount of pain, the same amount of rejection, and the same outcome. There's nothing that you can possibly do in these situations to go back in time to change it. 
So you reacting in either of these ways, placing the blame on the other person or placing the blame on yourself inevitably hurts you in the long run because you're looking at rejection as failure and your perception on failure is very negative. Another thing about rejection, specifically, I want to say rejection in love, is that the more you care about something, the higher your expectations are or the more work and effort you've put into something, the more you will hurt at the end of the day. Rejection comes in a spectrum, I want to say. If you guys go back and think of your high school crushes, your middle school crushes, and you know, you might have started to think about them and think, oh, you know, he would be, he could be my boyfriend, he could be this. And then you've started to put some of your emotion into it. And then you inevitably find out that, hey, this guy does not like you. He's not interested. This girl's not interested, whatever. And that right there is an element of rejection. The pain that you feel, and I'm sure you guys can look back and be like, oh yeah, that kind of sucked at that time. Like, I remember that. The pain that you feel in those little small moments amplified by, I want to say, 10 when you're in a committed relationship with someone and they go and break up with you out of nowhere. They they leave you when you need them most. They cheat on you. They lose respect for you in the relationship. These are all ways that they're rejecting you in a sense. So the pain that you experience not only comes from the pain of rejection, but also comes from the pain of you opening yourself up and being vulnerable enough to experience that love and that close connection with that person. So when you feel that rejection, it's an amplified pain. Feeling that pain is heightened by how much you have lost, the quantity of how much you have lost. Now back to the experience of rejection and and how it connects to pain. If we go back to the time frame of hunters and gatherers, there is an actual fundamental need for belonging when it comes to us as humans, which is why, again, rejection is so amplified when it comes to connections and love. Because back in that time frame, we relied on others, we relied on communities, and we relied on partners in our life for safety, shelter, food, and for survival. So there is still, although we are much way, way past that, there is still this actual need as human beings to have this connection with others in order to quote unquote survive. So there is a level of rejection and the pain that you experience from rejection that is almost out of your control because as human beings, it is in our nature to want to feel close with other people. So when we are being rejected by those people that we love, it almost feels like we're not able to survive to a certain extent. Of course, I'm not saying that this is true in terms of, yeah, you actually can't survive without these people, but I am saying that your feelings are valid in terms of you feeling like your life in a certain aspect is halted or you can't survive or you don't feel like you can continue on without this certain person in your life. And those are the effects of rejection and how it can impact you when it comes to connections with other people. Now, like I mentioned Rejection has a really close relativity to failure. If we perceive, which I feel like most of us do, rejection as failure, that means that we perceive failure as something negative. Your belief on failure will change the way that you look at rejection. And I do have an episode that talks about failure a little bit more in depth and would probably help you guys if you are kind of struggling with this 
idea of rejection, but you guys can listen to that one after this if you'd like. I think that if you do perceive a breakup, somebody leaving you, or your career not succeeding as much as you'd like it to, you not getting into the school that you dreamed of, as a failure, you will start to consider yourself a failure. And that's where it can get really, really sticky. Because we've started off with the belief of what being a failure means. And then we've attached being rejected to that idea. So now we're considering ourselves as an ultimate failure, basically. This is so harmful because like I said at the beginning, we're going to be experiencing rejection in our lives probably multiple times. And I want to say unfortunately, but if you are able to change the way you look at rejection, it's not really unfortunate, is it? The thought process that I want to kind of explain to you guys is the idea of rejection being redirection. And also the thought process that rejection is also protection. I think we hear this quote a lot, rejection is redirection. And when you really delve into it, it comes a lot from what your beliefs are about the world. If you want to break it down, the way that I perceive things is that we have a kind of set plan. And this does have to do a lot with my spirituality, which I don't really talk much about on my podcast because I want to be very inclusive with things. But I do think that if you believe that your life is just shit and no one's looking out for you and there's no path, there's nothing set in stone, there's no higher energy spirit God out there looking out for you, then you won't have a mindset where you feel like good things are happening for you and that things like rejection are actually a positive thing in your life. You w- Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You'll kind of end up in that negative space and negative cycle that bad things always happen to you, right? That no matter what, people are going to leave your life. No matter what, you're never going to succeed. No matter what, you won't ever reach that goal that you've set out for yourself because in the past, you've been rejected before, so you're assuming it's going to happen to you again. If you look at it in a different perspective... And you believe that there is some kind of higher power, some kind of set structure, set plan out there for you. Somebody, let's say, guiding you or someone, something guiding you. Then you can perceive these negative situations in a way that is a plan that you are not yet aware of. There is a plan for you that will lead you to the most positive outcome, whatever you are dreaming of, right? And if you trust in that plan, if you trust in the process, then everything will work out for you. So when there was a person that you loved so much that you wanted to be in your life and they're no longer in it, they rejected you, they didn't want to be with you, whatever it is, rather than looking at it as life sucks, 
this person left me, the next person's going to leave me, I'm not good enough for them, or they were the worst person in the world, how could I have ever ended up with them, whatever it might be. Looking at it as this person was meant to be in my life for that period of time, I needed to learn how to love. I needed to learn how to be in a relationship. I needed to learn more about myself, what I needed out of a relationship. There's so many things. There's so many things that it could be. But now they've had their place in my life and they no longer are in it anymore because that's the way that it was meant to be. If they were in my life now, I wouldn't be on the right path. I wouldn't be going where I need to go. Now, people who have experienced rejection, let's say, If you think about it and look back at experiences that you've had involving love and rejection, can you look at your life now and consider how your life has changed, hopefully in a positive way, and that it wouldn't be the same if that person was still in your life? That is an example of us trusting the process, us trusting that rejection only means something better is waiting for us. And that we really truly don't know at that moment what is waiting for us. And that's why it hurts. That's why we're wondering why that person left us. That's why we're wondering why we weren't able to succeed in this area of our life. But when one door closes, a better door opens. I've experienced it firsthand. So I kind of want to push this different perspective if you guys don't have that perspective already. That there is a plan made for you out there that pushing against things that are meant to happen in your life are going to create more difficulties for you. If someone has rejected you and you keep going back and back and back and begging them to take you back and forcing it and it really doesn't feel good, but your urge is to just be with that person, that means that you're clashing against a plan that has been set for you. It's not meant to happen. All this pain and this turmoil and you know, things that never feel like they're going to be resolved and you're in constant cycles in your life, keyword cycles, negative repetitive cycles. These happen because we're not following the plan that we're supposed to be following. And I don't want this to sound all like mystical and spiritual and something that you can't believe in because if you believe something, no matter if you believe that there is a God or if you believe that there's a higher power, if you believe in it, that's the way that your life is going to pan out. That's actually another level of like manifestation. You believing so strongly that something's going to happen in your life that there you go, there it is, it happens for you. The same thing goes if you believe negative things are gonna happen to you in your life that that is also gonna happen to you. You're constantly looking out for the negative. You're constantly thinking people are gonna reject you and hate you and not accept you. So that's in fact what happens in your life. There's this quote that your inner world reflects your outer world. And I've talked about this before because I truly, truly believe that your inner thoughts, your inner processes of how you think about things, what you believe in, if they're positive or negative, that's what you're going to focus on the most in your outer world. So if you do believe that this situation was meant to happen to you, this rejection, this point and period of your life, even if you feel low, by the way, this is when it's the hardest to have this belief but even when you feel low you believe that hey something good is going to come out of this I needed to release this part of my life so I could move on to a chapter that is different that is more positive where I'm able to grow even more where I'm able to learn even more about myself that is how you're going to be able to look at rejection and not connect it with this idea of fear 
And I also want to say that when it comes to these thought processes, it's easier said than done. And it's not always something that's going to come so naturally to you when you are at this low point of feeling this pain, this inherent pain that we're going to feel from rejection. So adjusting your thought process on rejection now, maybe if you haven't really experienced it yet or you're not experiencing rejection at the moment, changing the way that you feel about rejection now will help you in the future to once again, like I said, not fear rejection, but also be able to handle it on a level that doesn't hurt you as deeply, but then also consider the fact that regardless of any pain you experience in that moment and making sure you process that pain, you're also going to be able to level up in another area of your life. You're gonna be able to open doors for new things. It's redirecting you to another area of your life that you need to be focusing on and or maybe protecting you from something that wouldn't have gone good if you stayed in that other situation. Let's say you got fired from a job, but if you stayed in that position, you would have missed out on a new opportunity to shift where you're looking at in your career, and you would have been so much happier in that career. It's almost like the butterfly effect. One thing happens to you and it ripples to a whole nother area of your life where you grow and change and adapt. And that outcome is a lot more positive than the road that you're already on. This idea of rejection and redirection and, and protection and things like that, I feel like can sometimes be a hard one to grasp again because of how it has a lot more to do with your beliefs rather than facts and, you know, true statements. So... There is an element of you truly wanting to believe something versus you thinking like, oh yeah, maybe something good is going to happen to me or maybe not or maybe this. There has to be some element of you that truly believes in something in order for it to make an impact in your life. So it is something that you have to practice over time. And like I said, rejection is going to come up whether it be something small or something a lot larger in your life. So if you continue to think about rejection with this positive lens in terms of it protecting and or redirecting you to something better, then you'll be able to cope with the pain of rejection in a much more positive way. I also think that when it comes to rejection, there's levels to just having a positive thought process on it and also just healing the emotions of the pain that you feel when it comes to rejection. Because we talked about, you know, the inherent need to be close to other people and to have connections with other people, there's a big part of us that still will desire this closeness to people when we lose a different person, right? Let's say we lose a partner because they no longer want to be with us and now we desire that closeness but we don't have it anymore. So if it's love that you're desiring, you're wanting closeness for others. You need to find a way to refill that in your life and look for connections within your friends, family, and even within yourself. Find ways that you can feel closer to yourself, whether that be journaling or taking time to just hang out with yourself peacefully, you know, spend time brainstorming things thinking about things don't always distract yourself when it comes to like things like finding another person to fill that void or whatever it might be if it comes to a career or future you're desiring a purpose so now's your chance 
maybe that career that you were working towards isn't happening for you anymore and you get a chance to look in different areas of your life where you might find a different purpose, where you might completely shift what you were planning on doing with your life and it might be 10 times better. I feel like rejection opens up a lot of opportunity and places that we can now focus our energy into different areas of our life where previously maybe whatever has rejected you was taking up a lot of space and a lot of time and a lot of energy and revoking that from yourself, from your friends, from your family, from different hobbies, different interests in your life that you haven't had the chance to explore. If you look at it in these types of ways, you're going to feel a lot more positive about Yeah, okay, you feel the pain of something that you've lost, but now you're gaining new things in your life. Honestly, when I talk about this, it makes me feel really happy because whatever pain you feel in your life, and I do want to say I haven't been a person who has experienced really deep, horrible pain that I know a lot of people have. So I don't want to make light of those things, but I do want to say things like breakups I've experienced, rejection in careers I've experienced, rejection from schools I've experienced. So things along those lines, if you are able to consider the ways that you can shift your perspective and look at things in a much more positive light, it should make you happy. It should make you excited that there is so much life out there that whatever it is that you've been rejected by doesn't define you and that's my overall message because I think that we experience rejection as humans and we allow it to define us when in reality it shouldn't in reality we should see it as a different opportunity to explore things that we weren't able to in the past and a place to change our lens an area of our life that we're now able to expand into. There's so much more out there, okay? And I also feel like there's an element of becoming comfortable with the unknown that we also have to change. If you're anything like me and you experience a lot of anxiety, so the idea of rejection gives you a lot of anxiety because you don't have control over that. There's an element of accepting the unknown and detaching from these expectations and everything that you've planned in your life that will give you a lot more peace. Feeling like you, you know, if one thing goes wrong, your whole world will crumble is a mindset that you want to get rid of. It's better to be okay with things happening, to accept that, you know, I don't know exactly what's going to happen to me, so I need to be okay with what could possibly happen. It doesn't mean I want to lose this person or I want to lose this job and this career path, but it's the fact that you know you'll be okay because you have the tools, you have the positive perspective, you have the opportunity, the safety within yourself that if this rejection does happen to you, you'll be okay. You can still work towards growing as a person, your skills, accepting your flaws, accepting yourself and working towards your goals, also knowing that bad things may potentially happen to you. Good things can also happen to you. Accepting of what you don't know will happen in the future will grant you so much peace. I also talk about that in another episode, but I think it relates to this as well. And rejection doesn't need to be as scary as we all make it out to be, okay? 
I hope this episode was better when I go and um, edit it. It's also probably a lot shorter, but that's because I don't have much time on my hands right now. So I hope this was good. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I love you guys so much. I'm so happy with how the season's been going. And next episode, next week will be our finale. I have yet to freaking plan it. So uh, DM me some ideas. I'm going to record it this week. But thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.